0: Hello and welcome to Brojo Online number 15, and tonight, or today, we're going to be looking at eliminating rejection. It's a huge one. So welcome back, welcome to all of you, and it's really great to be here again, and especially to be talking about this topic, which is such a huge one for pretty much every single human on the planet our greatest fears can often be drawn back to this core fear around abandonment this core fear around being left alone something that we often describe as being rejected so today we're going to be having a look at rejection and this is not going to be about how to manipulate people so that they don't reject you we're going to be actually looking at the concept and the belief of rejection itself what is it what do we believe it is how do we believe that it takes place And how do we find the truth in such a way that rejection is actually eliminated from our lives, regardless of how other people behave? So this isn't about eliminating rejection as in making people like you. We don't do it like that here in Brojo or the Improvement. Instead, this is about eliminating rejection along the lines of removing it as a concept from your mind so that you can interact with people without having to worry about it taking place. So I don't know where we'll go exactly today. It might get deep. It might get meaningful and that's okay. Um, but to share on a personal level, I've been exploring the concept of rejection quite strongly with my clients and with myself lately. <laughs> oh, that hay fever's kicking in. I've been re- exploring rejection quite a lot lately. And one of the things I've really been going deep into is how the real rejection occurs when we reject ourselves. That's what we're going to be looking at and how, once you stop rejecting yourself, other people rejecting you no longer becomes an issue. So let's start and try and define what this thing is, how to deal with it, and how to change in a way where it no longer reduces your quality of life. So what is rejection? When I ask people about this, they often talk about the external behavior of others. Being told to leave or somebody else choosing to leave your presence. Having your expectations for your future relationship with the person being crushed by their behavior. Feeling isolated and alone. The idea that somehow if other people are not with us in some sense, if we do not have them, that we have been rejected. Feeling that someone is no longer interested in you. Losing their attention, losing their love as you perceive it. The concept of being abandoned. Of having people leave you and never coming back, or the the fear that they won't come back, or their love won't come back, or their attention won't come back. There's that perception of having failed to connect with them, having made an attempt toward them, and that attempt failing. The outcome of that attempt, the reason you tried to do it, not coming to pass. There's the internal sensation of anger and loss that happens, that we associate with rejection. We see our attempt to connect with someone having failed, and then we feel like we've lost something because of that, don't we? There's a grief, the, kind of, the same kind of grief that we feel at a funeral for someone we love. We can feel that with simply having someone to say that they don't want to be with us anymore, that they don't want to be in our presence. There's that concept of investment. Like we said, you've moved forward. you made an attempt to connect. You've invested in this person. And they don't reciprocate to the same level. Sometimes you can actually be in a relationship that's continuing and yet feel rejected because of that imbalanced investment. So I get emails every week from women saying that they have to initiate sex all the time because their man doesn't seem to be interested in it. They're feeling rejected while still in a relationship. They feel abandoned and alone whilst lying right next to someone. So that idea that someone can stay in your life and you can feel rejected. The idea that you're at a different status level, that often comes from that imbalanced investment, the idea that because I'm having to put more in, they're better than me. And when you think someone's better than you, that feeling of rejection instantly happens, doesn't it? You've rejected yourself. And the disappointment in yourself. You feel that the reason the other person is not investing in you, that they've left you, that they've walked away, is because there's something wrong with you. That you've failed, that you're somehow unattractive. Whatever way, and that sense of rejection. So let's just take a moment. You may have others that you could add to that list. Just take a moment to ask yourself what do I think a rejection is? What do I associate with that word? What do I currently believe the word rejection to mean? What kind of pain and memories come up for me with that word? What kind of things do I hold back on? What kind of things do I avoid doing, even though I want to do them? Because I'm afraid of this thing happening, this rejection. This has been something that's come up, like I said, so often in my work. It actually becomes really the center point of all my coaching and all my work is the idea of someone feeling disconnected socially, feeling like they've been abandoned. And the the pieces of behavior that they associate as meaning that When they ask someone out on a date and that person says no, when they phone someone and that person doesn't phone back, when they go up to someone that they're attracted to and that attraction is not reciprocated, when they put more effort into a relationship than the other person does, all these concepts that remind them of that loss feeling, that disconnected, unassociated feeling. What I really want you to pay attention is to as we go through this is to start realizing that that rejection takes some in place inside you. That feeling of loss, that grief, that abandoned, alone, isolated feeling, that fearful, I'm all by myself, no one likes me type feeling, that's not external. that doesn't occur outside of your body, it occurs within. I want to have a look now at actually having a look at whether or not other people are involved in a rejection. Now, when we say the word rejection, what we most commonly mean is somebody else rejected us. They pushed us away in some measurable way, isn't it? They didn't invest in the relationship. They said no to the asking out on a date. They didn't reply to your text. These are the rejections. And yet the state of rejection is completely internal. So, what I first want to do is break down the idea that rejection is something that happens to you rather than it's something that you do to yourself. So, let's say that somebody you've asked someone out on a date and they've said no, and you say that that's a rejection. Yeah. What have they done that makes you think they rejected you? Let's say that your assumption is that they don't want to see you again. And you take that as meaning they rejected you. What have they rejected exactly? What is you? They've definitely said no to something. There's plenty of evidence for that. But what is it that they've said no to? Do they know you? Have they been inside you? Do they understand what you are? Can they ever really say no to you? Or can they simply express that right now, given the situation, they feel like saying no? Let's say I go up to someone. I'm in a bar and I walk up to someone. Actually, you know what? I'll tell you a real life story. Uh, I was back when I was into my pickup artist bullshit and i was in a shopping mall and i was going up to strangers approaching them and you know trying to get them to like me essentially and i went up to this one girl and it went badly i can't remember what happens but it was really hostile and really quite aggressive in the way she responded to me coming up to her and i was ready to bail i was about to leave but you know the sort of genuine values came through my performance And I dropped the bullshit, all the pickup artist stuff. And I said, look, I really wasn't trying to hurt your feelings. It seems like I really upset you. You know, I just, uh, this is all kind of backfired and gone pear-shaped. And it was like the last thing I wanted to do was upset you. So, you know, if you've got some, some feedback for me, that would be great. If you could tell me a little bit about why this was so upsetting for you, you know, I can learn from it and maybe not do it to someone else. I can't remember my exact words. It was something along that vein. And she kind of sighed and looked at me and said, look, it's not about you. I just came from my father's funeral. I don't want to be hit on right now. And I had this massive epiphany in this moment when I realized that at least that time she wasn't rejecting me. She was saying right now, I don't want to be hit on by some guy. doesn't matter who I was. That's how she felt. Now, a lot of you will hear that and isolate that and go, well, that's an extreme example. What about the girl at the bar who's looking to meet someone? She says no to me. And you'll think that that's somehow a different thing. But it's not. If I go up to a girl in a bar who's actually there to meet a guy, and she says no to me, it's no different to the girl who just came from her father's funeral. The reason the girl who just came from her father's funeral said no is because in that moment, she did not feel like moving forward in an attraction-based way with me. That's all she was expressing. She did not feel it. Now, girl, the bar is no different. If she expresses to me, no, what she's saying is right now, I do not have a passionate feeling of moving forward with you. The word no represents that. Now, what most people do is they'll take that personally. They'll say, oh, you don't like me and yet that's got nothing to do with you. Her whole life has led up to her feeling like that. She might be saying no because you remind her of an ex who she's got a painful history with. She might say to you, I don't find you attractive, but really deep in her mind it's you remind her of someone that caused her pain, and she can't even realize that, so subconscious. She might actually be uninterested in men that night, but she's, forced herself to go out because that's what all her friends do and again subconsciously she doesn't want to meet anyone so she sabotages in every interaction she has she might only be interested in the opposite kind of guy to what you are you might be a white guy maybe she only likes black guys you're tall maybe she only likes short guys you never stood a chance no matter what your personality is like because she's already restricted her ability to connect with people before you arrived Fact is, even if you're a creepy loser, by her estimation, that estimation has nothing to do with you. She created that before you even arrived. Just like the girl who's been at the funeral before I got there. Her whole life happened before I arrived. There's nothing I could do about it. And her whole life is the reason she says no. So when you think that you're being rejected essentially all you're getting is somebody expressing that right now They do not feel a motivation to move forward with you enough to do anything about it that's it and Most importantly and this is the bit you've really got to understand it has nothing to do with you They may have just come from a funeral. They may have a preference for something else their mind might be distracted they might have misread your body language to mean something they find offensive. Who knows why they're saying no, but one thing is for sure, it's got about 99.9% nothing to do with you. So for you to take that personally, it's really egotistic, essentially. You're being selfish by taking that personally, because it's got nothing to do with you. Yet somehow, deep down, you probably already know this, some part of your brain realizes that somebody can't even get to know you well enough to reject you you could be married to someone for 10 years they still don't know everything about you which means they can't reject you they'd have to know everything about you to reject you and if they don't know everything about you then all they can say is i feel this way right now which has nothing to do with you so why do we take it personally why do we feel that aggrieved sense of loss and abandonment why do we feel disconnected when somebody says no Because the secret is, it's not them saying no to us that hurts. It's what we do in reaction to that. They don't reject us. What happens a microsecond after they say no, is we reject ourselves. The second that person says no, or doesn't invest, or whatever it is, we separate into two units within ourselves, one looking at the other, me and me too. And me one looks at me two and goes, you're not good enough. And the rejection occurs internally, doesn't it? We look at them saying no, and we take that as evidence as not being good enough, and we make that judgment on ourselves, and that instant feeling of loss occurs. Now it happens so quickly that we think they did it to us. And yet we can do it all by ourselves. Think of the last time you felt alone and nobody had recently rejected you. Think about the time you felt alone even though you've been surrounded by friends. Think about the times you felt alone when nobody actually physically rejected you externally. You can still have that feeling, can't you? You've lying awake, laying awake many nights feeling alone. Especially after something went wrong by your estimation. There's also been times where you felt connected all by yourself. There's been times where you haven't felt alone and yet no one else is around, no one else has given you approval. This shows, and you guys can go ahead and think of the examples that prove this, it shows that rejection has nothing to do with other people. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. The only rejection that can occur is you rejecting yourself. So before you start working on trying to remove rejection from your life, understand it's got nothing to do with how other people perceive you. The only thing it has any connection to in terms of how other people perceive you, what they think of you, how they feel about you, is your reaction to that. If you take how they think about you or how they feel about you as being something that you reject yourself for, then you get rejected. If you feel that kind of esoteric in-touch with yourself, like when you're fully engaged in something that you love doing, there's no sense of loneliness. There's no sense of loss. There's no incomplete feeling. You feel complete. Think about something like surfing. A lot of people love surfing. When they're at the crest of the wave, when they're looking down the barrel of the wave, about to surf it, there's no feeling of rejection. And yet they're totally alone. Nobody else is with them. The whole planet has essentially abandoned them in that moment it's just them in the wave nobody else and yet there's no sense of loneliness what does this tell us that we don't need other people the other people need is something completely fictional the rejection happens within you and i really want to emphasize that every time you feel rejected what i want you to do just so step back, have a look at it and go, how did I just reject myself? And you'll see it instantly. Oh, she didn't want to come home with me, so I told myself I wasn't attractive. I told myself that. She didn't even say it. Shit. I thought she said it, but I just added that to what she said. Fuck, I said it to myself. I rejected me. You know, when I when I went up to... Say hi to someone, they said, yeah, I don't feel like talking right now. I then told myself I wasn't interesting. They didn't even say it, I said it. You reject yourself in reaction to their behavior, but their behavior never actually rejected you. Their behavior was just them expressing themselves. I've had people say no to me and then say yes like a minute later. They don't even know what they want. There's been so many times where I've been out on a date with a girl and I go to kiss her and she pushes me away. Two minutes later, we're making out. She never rejected me. That rejection was all in my head. And if I had believed it, I would have left. And there would have been no kiss later on. Understand, you can only reject yourself. If that's the only thing you take away from this conversation today, let it be that, Because that, at least then, you can work on the real issue. So what causes this to happen? How is it that we go from viewing something that has absolutely no relevance to ourselves as being a rejection? Well first off, there's the neediness. For you to be rejected by someone else, first you had to be trying to get something from them. You cannot feel rejected by someone else unless you're trying to get something from them. Think about that for a second. Think about the last conversation you had with someone where there was nothing they could provide for you, like a homeless person. As I say, no, I don't feel like talking right now, would you feel rejected? Would you give a shit? But as soon as you're talking to someone you're attracted to, when you might be able to get sex or something like that from them, then there's a sense of rejection, isn't there? Excuse the background noise there. I forgot to tell my flatmates that I'm recording. So, there's this sense, hang on, I'll just be back in just a second. Hey guys. Sorry, I'm recording. There we go. So the outcome focus is really what we feel rejected by. We've gone to get something from someone, they've refused to give us that thing, whatever that external thing is we're trying to get, We tell ourselves then that they've said no, and we feel rejected. It also shows you that you're going to seek external rewards instead of rewarding yourself internally. If I go to try and get sex from someone, it means I don't feel love for myself. If I go to try to get money from someone, it means I don't feel security within myself. Whenever I'm trying to get something from another person, I'm setting myself up for that rejection. I'm saying now that their no means I've lost something. So before you think you're all like high and mighty and giving when you go out to socialize remember if you feel rejected you weren't really being giving; you were trying to get there's also this concept that adds on to this this idea of winning kind of going beyond the current interaction toward another one so if i'm talking to a girl i'm thinking of being on a date with her next time and so if she doesn't want that to happen if that doesn't occur then i've been rejected I've attached emotionally to a future with somebody. And now if they don't want to continue with that path, I feel rejected. So it's my attachment to the future that harms me, not their behavior. If I was talking to someone like, this is the last time we're going to talk, which is fine. And then they didn't want to see me again after that, that would be fine, right? It's got nothing to do with whether or not they want to see me. It's when I want them to want to see me that I get hurt. So you can see there's some um, people concept of betrayal, like the ultimate rejection, you're with someone in a romantic relationship, they cheat on you, they break whatever your code of ethics is, we often call that a rejection. Yet in reality it was your attachment to them not doing it that hurts you. If you're in an open relationship and you're happy with them sleeping with other people, it wouldn't harm you at all. So the behavior itself is not harmful, it's what you attach to it. Your belief that you can trust someone is what harms you more than their behavior. If you're working with someone who you know you can't trust, who you expect to fuck you over, when they do it, it doesn't hurt as much. It's when you don't expect it that it hurts. It's when you expect something else. You're attached to an outcome in the future. Entitlement. I see this a lot with sort of uh, the nice guy syndrome, guys getting really bitter, that they're entitled because they're such a lovely person you're entitled to all these rewards the universe should pay them back just for being alive and we see this already this idea of being incomplete needing the universe to finish you to complete you with rewards I think you deserve love sex affection approval money you feel like these things are owed to you why do you feel that way why do you feel that somebody owes you that the universe owes you at what point did you believe that your good behavior in the in the past which by the way probably wasn't even that great why do you believe that this entitles you to some sort of future award what system do you think exists in the universe that makes that happen i mean when you look around the world do you see people being fairly rewarded for their good behavior or do you just see random chaos because i know what i see there's a, a universe uh, a article written by a guy named Johnny B Truant, well, that's his handle anyway, called The Universe Doesn't Give a Flying Fuck About You. And I think that really speaks to it here is often we think because we behaved by our own measure of good, which is usually not even that great, we then think we're owed something. And we feel rejected when we don't get that thing. When in reality, there is absolutely no evidence whatsoever to suggest that there's a system based on reward like that. That the universe repays good behavior. There's no, there's no evidence to suggest that. The even the idea of good behavior is so subjective that the universe wouldn't even know who to pay. The main thing here is your self-worth is attached to the opinions of other people. You haven't accepted yourself, so you need other people to do it, or otherwise you reject yourself. And you can see it. If somebody likes you, you feel good about yourself. If somebody doesn't like you, you feel bad about yourself, that means your self-worth is attached to external measures right you've set yourself up for rejection nobody else can reject you you've already set yourself up you could say you could do it with something that seems ridiculous like the weather you say okay if it's sunny I'm a good person if it's raining I'm a bad person that seems ridiculous and yet it makes as much sense to base your self-worth on somebody else's opinion as it does on the weather because both are that variable you think if you take a picture of someone around the whole world and said do you find this person attractive that there would be a single picture that everyone would agree with of course not different cultures have different expectations you could take some sort of say an american loved person like brad pitt and you take him to samoa and they'll be like he's ugly he needs to put on some weight the idea that other people's opinions are somehow an objective measure of who you are is so ludicrous and yet we believe it And you would laugh at someone who based their self-worth on the weather. So if you feel good when other people like you, if you feel bad when they don't, it shows that you have this ludicrous self-measurement system that needs to be replaced. There's the idea that your reaction to your behavior must be positive to qualify that behavior. So you might be working on this giving thing. You're going out and meeting people, trying to be giving. But if they don't accept your gift, you think, "Oh, I wasn't giving." You're using their reaction to determine your intentions, which doesn't even make sense. If you're trying to be giving, it doesn't matter how they react because you knew you were trying to be giving. Their reaction might give you some feedback on how giving you thought you were, but you were still trying to be giving. They can't give you feedback on that. So you go up to someone and say, "Hey, how's it going?" They're like, "I don't feel like talking. You fuck off." And you think, God, I'm such an asshole for going up and saying hi. So, no, you're not. They didn't feel like talking right now. That's all. You still gave the gift of the invitation to talk. Now, if you went up there to say hi, how's it going, but really you wanted to have sex with them, you're trying to get something from them, then you can measure it differently. You think, ah, perhaps my intention came through you know, perhaps that neediness came through and drove them away. I won't be able to tell how they feel about me until I get rid of that neediness by being genuinely giving. Ultimately, rejection occurs when you have a future focus. You want something in the future to happen. You want them to like you. You want them to laugh at your joke that you're telling. You want something to happen that shows that you're a good person, which means that you don't already have that sorted for yourself. You've already rejected yourself and now you're looking for them to rectify that problem. So somewhere you've told yourself I'm not funny or I'm not attractive or I'm not smart and then you went out to try and make people laugh or make them like you or make them give you a compliment to prove yourself wrong. You're using other people for your self-worth. Do you realize that? If you have the concept of rejection in your mind, if you believe other people can reject you, that means you use other people. That means you rely on them. your self-worth you put them under pressure to make you feel good about yourself something that they have not signed up to seeing somebody else's higher status than you we've done a session on this one already so I won't go into too much detail but when you see someone is better or worse than you you've already rejected yourself you've already decided that this means I'm not good enough and this means I'm good enough that's happened before they arrived If you think of yourself as being rich, but then you feel like you're poor in the presence of someone who has more money than you, you've decided that their level of money means you're not good enough. You decide that before you met them. They just confirmed it with their level of money. So you've already rejected yourself. You're just waiting for confirmation on the outside world. Pay attention to mind reading. This is one of the biggest things that leads to a rejection. Somebody behaves in a way, and we attach a whole story to that behavior. And that story is actually us rejecting ourselves. We go to walk up to someone, we give them a big smile, and they go and look away. And our mind goes, She doesn't like me. <laughs> but that's not evidence. Somebody going like this it could be anything. They could have fucking Tourette's. They could be having a stroke. They might be tired. They might be. Have sore eyes because they didn't wear their glasses today. You have no idea why they actually did that. And then you take it personally and you attach a story about how it's got something to do with you. How ridiculous is that? Now you're thinking, well, it's not ridiculous because I've got all this evidence. There's this time that one person did it, they definitely didn't like me. There's a time another person did it, they definitely didn't like me. Are you so sure? Or did your mind attach a story to those other times and you believe that story and you now take that as evidence? I can imagine, if every time it rained, you said, the universe doesn't like me. And somebody said, that's stupid. You'd be like, no, because it it rained on last Wednesday, and I knew the universe didn't like me then. It rained rained three years ago, and the universe didn't like me then. It's like, no, you just attach the story every time it happened. Even if someone comes up to you and says, look... I've assessed who you are from head to foot. I've got this big assessment. I've got a 32-page report. I've assessed every aspect of your personality. And I've decided, and I've had it confirmed by three separate psychologists, that I don't like you. For a start, nobody's ever said that to you, but that would be what they'd have to say for you to be sure that they don't like you. Anything less than that is you guessing. But let's say they even did say that. It still doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with you. It's just one out of 7.2 billion people on the planet Decided that you, in that moment, was not something that gave them a pleasurable emotional experience. That's it. So whatever you presented, all they're saying is, that piece of behavior has this reactional response from me. That's all I can tell you about yourself. And it's not even telling you anything about yourself, it's just telling you about me. My reaction to you is this. That's all I've got for you. So when you mind read, when you say, oh, somebody doesn't like me, blah, 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 they don't even know if they like you yet. How can you know? They can't can't even make an assessment of you. So how can you tell yourself what their assessment is? Every time you assume what someone's thinking, I promise you from the core of my heart, you are wrong. But your brain will tell you that you're right. You will feel certain, 100% certain. You'll be doing a speech in the in the team meeting someone will yawn and you'll be a hundred percent certain they are bored not just bored but bored with you you have caused their boredom it won't even occur to you that they might be tired from staying up too late the night before it won't occur to you that maybe they shouldn't be in this job because this content doesn't interest them it will just be i made them bored and you'll believe it you think you're good at reading people's minds but you're not I promise you that you'll feel like you are but you're not you will remember all the other times you did it and think of those times as evidence but they aren't your brain is tricking you it's a bias you can't read minds I've been coaching people for three years I was intensively managing people either on rehabilitation or through being a coach and a manager for seven years before that I still don't believe I can read minds I used to I used to think I could read minds but I can't too many people have surprised me when I really dig deep into what someone's thinking often they didn't even know what they were thinking until we dig deep so whatever assumption I came to they haven't even finished their conclusion yet I'm telling you that's happening to you right now every time you look at a piece of behavior and think that person doesn't like me you don't actually know that even when they say I don't like you what they're really saying is, right now I feel like saying I don't like you, but I don't know why I feel this way. I don't even know what I don't like you means. Pay attention to this. The key thing here is when you reject yourself, it's because you believe you've been judged and come out as a as a failure. The other person has judged you as less. And yet they can't judge you. One, because they don't know you, and two, because all... All judgments are subjective. They don't have an objective way to judge you. So essentially they can't judge you at all. But you do feel judged, don't you? Which means you judge yourself. You looked at their behavior, you decided that somehow that that was evidence about how good you are as a person and that you failed that assessment. You're the one who fails yourself. You're the one who judges yourself. Nobody else does it to you. You could be Rejected by the entire world. We can have a look at the example of uh, One of my favorite examples use Monica Lewinsky For those of you don't know she got involved with President uh, Bill Clinton. It's about 20 years ago now Um, They had a sexual experience or two in the White House and it was the secret got out And she was publicly shamed as she puts it by the whole world it looks like the whole world rejected her. But actually, she was the one who said sorry for her behavior. She said her behavior was wrong. She rejected herself before most people had even heard of it. So by the time they said no, she took that as evidence that she was wrong. Yet if she would stuck by it, if she had said, yeah, of course I sucked him off. Who wouldn't? He's the president. Fuck yeah, man of power. Hell yeah, you would too, bitches. Don't give me that shit. It would have been a completely different life story to follow that. She would have probably had her own talk show or something. You reject yourself. But how do we stop ourselves from doing this? I mean, even if you get to the point where you're like, shit, nobody else rejects me. I just react to them by rejecting myself. How do we stop this from happening? How do we get to a point where I can go up to someone, they can say, I don't like you, and I don't feel rejected? Well, first off, the reason you're going up to them in the first place to try and get something shows you've already rejected yourself. You've already told yourself you're incomplete, that you need something externally to finish yourself. You've already told yourself that you're not good enough when you're single. You're not good enough when you don't have enough money or whatever it is. right? So that's the area that needs to be addressed. It has nothing to do with how you present yourself to other people. It's all to do with that sense of incompleteness that you've fictionalized in your mind. Fact is, if you weren't complete without something, you'd be dead. You need to be complete to live. So you're already complete. The sense of loneliness, that hollow, empty, rejected, disconnected feeling is something that you've made up and believed in, like a fairy tale. It doesn't exist. If you're incomplete, you'd be dead. So you can bring a greater purpose to your intentions when it comes to interacting with people that helps remind you that you're complete and the best way to do this is to focus on giving. So often the reason you feel rejected is because all your behavior towards that other person has been designed to get something from them. When you ask someone out on a date it's not to invite them into your life it's to get sex and approval from them. When you put heaps of more effort into your relationship than the other person does It's not because you're trying to make their life better. It's because you're trying to get them to invest more. All of these things we do, we're trying to get. And when you can really realize that, you'll realize that if you're trying to get, you've already rejected yourself. It's only a matter of time before you attach that to somebody else's behavior. But it's already occurred. The rejection's already taken place. Nobody else can do it. But when you give, you reverse this process. When you truly look to give yourself to somebody else. Not give over, as in to give them everything you've got, but like to give it like a gift, to have so much of yourself, to be so complete that you're overflowing, and then to give that to somebody. Now that sounds really spiritual and woo-woo, but let's look at what that means practically. If I give to someone socially, if I go up to someone and say, Fuck, you're an awesome dude. I just noticed you from across the room. You know, the way you hold yourself, you're just so confident. You know, you got that chest out, that shoulders back. I was impressed, man, seriously. What I'm doing is I'm giving them my admiration. I've already won. For me to give something like admiration with no need to get anything back, that they can have that gift for free, that they can walk away, they can even tell me they don't want that gift and walk away. me to do that proves to myself that i'm abundant because i wouldn't be able to do that if i wasn't i cannot give to someone if i'm incomplete so all i've got to do is give to someone to prove to myself that the idea of being incomplete is a fiction you can do this anonymously you can make sure somebody gets positive feedback because of you without them knowing that you had anything to do with it you can even give gifts anonymously the secret admirer type thing, you can do something in a way where you don't even see the other person's reaction because you've already finished, you're already complete through giving. One of the ways to really give is to aim to give to yourself. So rather than trying to seek somebody else's approval, seek your own. And the way you can do this is to try and impress yourself. This is where the value of courage really comes into play. I can go up and meet new people because I'm trying to get laid or I'm trying to get a girlfriend or I'm trying to become socially whatever, you know, I'm trying to be seen as something. Or I can go up to them to give myself a scare. I can go up to them to prove to myself that I can do something I thought I was too afraid to do. And in that moment, they've kind of got nothing to do with my sense of completeness. They can say, no, I don't want anything to do with you you're like dude that's don't worry it's got nothing to do with you i don't need your opinion on this one i'm doing this for my own courage i've got i got to meet five people and just to see if i can be more honest than i was yesterday i'm like so i'm going to tell them how i really feel that's why i'm doing this then how they react doesn't matter because the purpose the intention was for me to impress myself with honesty impress myself with courage if you change the intention as to why you socialize to something you're doing to impress yourself Not only will you instantly feel complete and that sense of rejection will disappear, but you'll also give them the best chance to actually connect with you. And so those external rewards of being in a relationship, having friends and so on, will come as well. You get both. Do it for the sake of curiosity, rather than going up and going, I hope this will happen. Going up to people and going, let's see what happens when I do this. Curiosity is very fulfilling curiosity actually removes emptiness it doesn't create it you know going what else do i need that's not curiosity but going what else is there that is when you're deeply curious you imagine last time you were learning something that you're really fascinated and you're trying to take in all this new information there's no sense of loneliness there There there's no like god i wish i had friends you're just fully engaged you're complete that sense of rejection that you made up that fiction is gone Because curiosity makes us find the truth, and the truth removes rejection. So rather than trying to make friends, or trying to get people to like you, or trying to get approval, or trying to get money, or trying to get sex, go out there and try and learn about people. Get curious about them. Go and see how many different reactions you'll get when you try to say hi to people. Each reaction becomes a reward when someone's like, fuck off, blah, 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 you can be like, whoa, that was an interesting one. That was extreme, you know? I say hi to one person, they say hi back, I say hi to another, they blow up. God, humans are different. And you can see that you're genuinely curious and also help you to detach personally. When you go up and say hi to 100 people and you see there's 100 different reactions, you'll realize that you can't take reactions personally because they're so subjective. Try to polarize through honesty. Instead of trying to make people like you, try to push them away with honesty. Set really high standards. For the people that are gonna be on your life put it like okay the only people I'm gonna allow into my life are the ones who accept me absolutely the way I am nothing less than that in order to make sure that happens I'm gonna be honest as fuck with everybody now bearing in mind being honest does not mean being judgmental that's actually a form of dishonesty we'll cover that in another session but telling people how you really feel telling people about the things that happen inside you, your weaknesses, your insecurities, the events that have taken place inside your life, using that to try and push away people so the only ones who stay are the ones who are a good fit for you. It's also a completely different intention to bring socially. So when you're out on a date, you're not like, God, I hope I get somewhere with this person. You're like, either they're going to love me for who I am or they're going to fucking hate me for who I am. We're going to find out tonight. Let's see what happens. You just go and pummel them with honesty. You know, dive in a hundred percent. If you do this tentatively, hesitantly, with doubt, you'll never know. Like when I was doing pickup, because I was pretending to be something I wasn't, I couldn't even tell if they liked me or not. It was the the main frustration with it I'd go in and I'd use other people's lines other people's routines other people's techniques and strategies even when I was doing direct game I was still using strategies that somebody else made up and so when somebody actually likes me I'll be like do they like me or do they like the strategy do they like me or do they like the routine do they like me or do they, they like the words I stole from somebody else even if they rejected me I couldn't actually take that as feedback I couldn't use that information Oh, when I went up to her and said all the stuff she said fuck off now I don't know if that's the right thing to say or not because that's not something I'd usually say so I don't even know if she likes me she might have loved me but she hated my performance and that's so often the case so often you're performing in your attempt to avoid rejection that the person who actually rejects you is not rejecting you they're rejecting your performance you don't even know if people like you or not you've been hiding who you are forever anyway nobody's ever been able to reject you Because they've never seen you. They've never met you. So often you're worried about being rejected and you've never actually experienced it. You've experienced people saying no to your performance, but that's not the same. So give your gift. Dive in 100%. Go, this is fucking who I am. Down in my core. If you're going to reject something, you're going to reject me. You're going to reject the absolute essence of everything that I am. Here it is. Now, what do you think? You don't like it? Good. Okay, I'll move on to the next one. Another way to reframe rejection is to look at it as just evidence of a bad fit. When somebody says, I don't like you, what they're really saying is, right now, we're not a good fit. In this moment, with your behavior and my predispositions, they're not a match. It doesn't mean I won't like you in the future. It doesn't mean I hated you in the past. It just means that right now, in this situation, in this moment, as I behave this way, we are not a good fit for each other make your decision on that so if you're in a relationship you're over investing with someone you're putting too much in they're not putting something back you stop and go right now they're telling me we're a bad fit then you start asking yourself how often do they tell me that how often do they not invest when i invest how often am i putting in more than they are how many times a day are they saying we're a bad fit we're a bad fit we're a bad fit how many more times do i need to hear it before i leave them when you've been honest with a person and they don't like you they're probably never gonna like you <laughs> wasting time every second you spend with a bad fit is a second taken away from a good fit every time you're spending time with someone trying to make them like you someone who would like you without you even trying has to wait they're waiting in line they don't even know you exist there's this limited time in your day and you're spending it all with these bad fits If someone likes you because of the performance you put on, like if you're a nice guy manipulator or you're a pick-up artist or whatever, they're probably a bad fit for you because they like your performance. And if your performance is significantly different to who you are, then they're probably not going to like you. Whereas the person who rejected your performance, which happened to me a lot, I'd be doing pick-up stuff and really confident girls would always be like, no thanks. It was the needy girls who liked my shit. But I think now, man, those confident girls... They probably would have loved the real me if I'd shown it. What they hate is that they could see I was full of shit. They could see I was performing. They didn't like that con act, so they bailed. The key points here. First and foremost, no one else can reject you. You reject yourself. So before you go blaming others and trying to adjust the way you behave to make people like you, understand that the very act of you doing that is the rejection. When you say that other people don't like me, you're the one saying it to yourself. You're rejecting you. So your focus when it comes to eliminating rejection must be an internal focus. You must look at how you reject yourself, and I'll set you a task right now. In terms of self-talk, in terms of behavior, I want you to look right down a list of everything you do to reject yourself. What do you say to yourself along the lines of, I'm not good enough? What excuses do you give you, yourself for other people not liking you? What stories do you tell yourself as to why other people don't like you? What behavior do you engage in that's not true to yourself when in social situations? What if, what are you doing in your life? Anything from the way you talk in a conversation through to the type of job that you've signed up for. What do you do to impress others? These are all forms of self-rejection. You're all forms of you rejecting yourself and shaming yourself. So if you want to look at changing rejection, those are the behaviors you need to change. It's nothing to do with other people. The way you can change that behavior, next key point is focused on honesty and giving through honest. Go give your honesty to people as a way to impress yourself. If you can get to that mode where you socialize to give honesty to people to impress yourself, you'll notice a feeling of fullness start to resonate with you. You'll notice that sense of rejection dissipating, that sense of abandonment, of being alone, just going away. I haven't felt it in a very long time myself. I used to feel nothing but that feeling. I've focused on honesty and giving for a few years now, and now I really never feel alone, even when other people say, I don't want to be with you. I'm fine. Bring the focus of your attention to the present moment. That feeling of alone comes from a future-based thinking. They don't want to be with me in the future. I'm going to be alone in the future. As soon as you bring yourself to the present moment, as soon as you're on the top of the wave surfing, looking down the barrel of the wave, all sense of rejection and loneliness disappears. Because it was a fiction based on the future. When you're present, it can't exist. You can be alone. You can be completely absent of other people in your near proximity. There's no one else in the room and yet still feel fine. It's got nothing to do with other people. Be present and loneliness often disappears. Instead of trying to make everyone like you, focus on good fit investments. Try to make sure that you're focusing on whether or not you should invest in someone based on the fit rather than trying to keep the relationship going. Every time you keep the relationship going, you're rejecting yourself. Every time you focus on being honest, you accept yourself. So this is a big one, I'm keen to hear your thoughts on this, you can email me, dan at brojo.co.nz, it's also one of the key things I like to focus on with coaching, so if you find that self-rejection is your biggest kind of barrier to quality of life, get in touch with me, we can maybe set something up, and what I want you to go out there, go out there and try honesty, try giving, and try working on yourself rather than trying to get other people to like you, focus on you accepting yourself with the way you behave, the way you talk, and see what happens. And I'll catch you all next time. Cheers.